Hell Grab yeah. me up, bro. Grab me up. <laughs> yeah, we're the guys. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bars and Bells podcast. <laughs> Episode 68, Halloween. You're starting to freak me out already, and we've been here for two seconds. Um, <laughs> Shit. Uh, good. <laughs> Can you even see me right now? I can see you with my left, not my right. I can kind of, yeah, I can see you reasonably well. I can see the camera over there. Yeah, Hello, I can see everybody. the camera. So. Happy Halloween. I know this is a Damn. day after Halloween, but it's Happy all right. Halloween, though. Can you breathe in that at all? Can you breathe in that? <laughs> I mean, reasonably well. I feel like I'm extra loud because the sound is in my helmet. You, I can't breathe in this at all. I mean, but... I just need a... I just need a, a knife at this point, a big old kitchen knife. Oh heck yeah! yeah Why I'd did be, you get I, it? You I'd be set. One. I should, I should have, I should have got one. Should have learned piano and started playing his theme song. Yeah, just how does it go? It's like, don't I don't know actually. I'm not a musician. You're not very good at this. You're not. Hey, shut up. <laughs> All right. Do you, do you want to take these off? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're not, we're not gonna be able to record much. With these on. Oh my gosh. The thing is. Freaky looking. It is. Alright, let me get my attire. Yeah. Oh, microphone was crooked. Now we're back. Yeah, now you guys should be able to actually hear us. I don't know how that sounds, but I feel bad. Lights. I. Oh, that would have been perfect. Starting the podcast, Dang. spooky. I'll be. Yeah, we got I'll a little a couple's couple. outfit. Got my socks on. I'm, I'm a little, little Bugs Bunny. What are you doing? So they can see my jersey, Bugs, oh, dude. <laughs> I thought I was dropping it down. For no, me. I wasn't dropping it for the camera. Not today. Maybe another time. Maybe Friday. <laughs> Live stream. Yeah. Right. All right. We'll go ahead and start this week off. Um, it's going to be interesting. We're going to do some spooky stories. This will mainly be a podcast about Halloween and a Halloween themed episode, but I will let you guys know, just as a reminder, we are doing, we, we hit our goal. We're actually we at 108 subscribers. Now the shorts have been going great. I appreciate your guys' support. Keep watching them. Keep liking them, send them to your friends, but Friday, this Friday, that's in two days, six 30, we will be doing a live stream. It will be scheduled on the YouTube probably tomorrow, so you guys will probably see in advance. Please come out and watch at all. I will, will very much appreciate it, even if you stop in for five minutes. We're going to have a bunch of special guests on. There's going to be like five or six of us in oh, here. Yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a it's, great time. It's going to be a mess, but it'll be it'll be a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to it. So, um, so yeah, let's, uh, let's kind of get into it. I'm actually looking for the remote right now. Oh, I have it. Oh, do you? Okay. Bum, bum, bum. All right, guys. This, we are back. I'm not doing skits like last year. I'm not doing a Post Malone and MG Gay, oh, yeah. MGK Halloween skit. What happened to those? I don't know. They might be possibly in this closet or even my own. I'm not 100% sure. They are somewhere. Um, also, I got a mic stand, at least for the time being. Maybe not Friday. You might but stole that. Yeah, I should have. Why did I not buy a third one? I guess I thought like maybe a, a standing well, one you, would be better. You think, but honestly, I think this works for me because this means scripts. I can I can move it as need mm-hmm. be. I'm going to get another one. We need a third. You're just not going to fix this? What, that? Yeah. No, I don't think so. 
I mean, it, it, I was either going to do this or get like a freestanding mic stand that right, stands yeah. to my left. Um, but yeah, so most of this episode, we're going to read some spooky true stories, oh, yeah. Halloween episode, um, kind of like we did last year, do some like creepy pasta sort of situations. So I hope you guys enjoy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to get the mood lighting set. Ooh. Ooh. A little more. It's not even that dark. Actually, no, that's probably. Oh, that's brighter. Wait. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> that's perfect. 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 Whoa. I'm making it warmer. So it's like. Whoa. I'm, I'm trying to watch it on the camera. Spooky. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that. That's perfect. It's, oh, oh, there we go. Oh. You can actually see us better than I, I would have thought. So that's actually. We can do that. That works. Kind of put a little mood lighting in here. <laughs> Set the mood. <clears throat> All right. So are you starting us off? Do you we, want me to start us off? Yes. We got one already saved for last. It's a good story. It's a true story, apparently based on Indiana, that he found. So he is going to go ahead and read it. Um, um, the one? That big one? Yes. Or? Oh, okay. Well, well we're not going to read that yet. That's later. We'll, we'll okay. End. Just like the we'll small ones that. that I found. Yeah. Okay. Unless you want me to start. It's yeah, up to it you, sir. It does not matter. I just found this. Hopefully it's good. It's called... The puppy in the basement. Okay. The puppy in the basement. Do we want to shout out the person because we got it off of Reddit? It just says it's on Reddit. Oh, because okay. Because I found it on Google. So <laughs> they don't really say the name. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll just so I think So I think this is a little kid. Okay. Yep. Because it starts off with, Mommy told me to never go to the basement. But I wanted to see what was making that noise. It kind of sounded like a puppy. And I wanted to see... The puppy. So I opened the basement's door and tiptoed down a bit. I didn't see a puppy, and then Mommy yanked me out of the basement and yelled at me. Mommy had never yelled at me before, and it made me kind of sad, and I cried. Then Mommy told me never to go to the basement again, and she gave me a cookie. Because that makes it all better, right? Uh, yeah. That made me feel so much better. <laughs> okay. Um, so I didn't ask her what the, why the boy in the basement was making noises like a puppy or why he had no hands or feet. What? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm concerned. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I've heard the... I'll be honest, I feel like I've heard that story before. Maybe not the whole thing, but I've heard part of that before. Something very similar, right. at least. But that, that I feel is, like that's all it, kinds of like yeah, that's, movies. That one's, do not go in the basement. Yeah, do not go in the basement. And then you see something in the basement. Yeah, I, I got to do one of mine. Yeah. I don't even know what I got. So you have to go they're there. a surprise to me. They're a surprise to him. They're a surprise to you guys as well. By the way, you got my name in here wrong. I know. I never key. fixed it. I'm going to fix it right now because it is a disgrace. I am a 1T Brett. I, I know. I don't, okay, I put in your name in like <laughs> I don't associate. Like 4 years ago and no it like got on me and I just have never fixed it. And I'm just it's like, it's fixed now. Okay. I'm the best. Oh. Brett the best. No, can't do that. Best the Brett. I am the best Brett. No, I'm not. Uh okay, let's see what we got here. Yes. <clears throat> so shout out to you slash trick Dash Waltz 9684 off of Reddit. I still wonder to this day what would have happened if my friend opened the door. You ready for this? Okay. (laughs) This happened a few years ago. 
oh sorry <clears throat> a few years back if i remember correctly it was around 2018 or 19 oh, okay i was at True my story. friend's cousin's house for the sake of for damn i suck for the sake of me remembering who i'm talking about without mentioning their real names i'm just gonna call them friend one through three my friend's cousin and him and also one other I think this happened in November or December. We were all at the crib watching horror movies and eating snacks. Nobody was home except for us and my friend's cousin's little brother, who was 9 or 10 at the time. I want to point out that I am 16 now, so I was between the ages of 11 and 12, and so was the rest of us. Anyhow, we were watching this nun nun movie and having a great time. I mean, I was scared out of my mind. But the others were not. I was also the smallest of the group, which didn't help either, considering that I was already scared the fuck. What? Scared the fuck, apparently. The fuck out. And my friends were pressuring me to watch the movie and stop holding my hands over my face. It was late, probably 9 to 11 p.m. That's not nine's that not that late. Uh, we, we were around halfway through the film when friend one saw an automatic motion sensor like go on on the front in front of the garage we looked out the window but didn't see anything out of the ordinary so we presumed a deer or something had activated the lights so we continued watching the the movie door in front of the garage okay a few minutes later we heard a knock on the door friend number two just about to open it before my friend's cousin shouted don't open the door everybody fell silent and the cousin said that his parents were not coming home before 2 a.m We just looked at each other wondering, who could it possibly be? We looked out the window and saw an old-looking guy, probably in his late 50s, early 60s, with a hammer in his hand. We quickly turned around, turned turned off the TV and ran downstairs. We told his little brother to hop... Hop on his... What? Hop off his... uh, Terrible typing. Hop off his game and follow us. We ran to the laundry room and barricaded us inside. His, he called his parents and told them about what we had just witnessed. Right after that, we called the police. We sat in the laundry room for a good five minutes in silence before we heard a window shatter. It was on the upper floor bedroom window. He searched the up upper floor in a few minutes until he started to come downstairs. It wasn't long until <clears throat> he tried to open the laundry room door, but he couldn't get inside thanks to the barricade. He was screaming and yelling at us to open it or he would kill us. But as soon as he started trying to get into the laundry room, we heard sirens coming from outside. He quickly stopped and started to run out of the house and broke the terrace window and ran. Police saw him running and started to pursue him. He was quickly caught and arrested in the woods outside this house. Later, my friend's cousin texted me and told me that he didn't only have a hammer with him, but a medium-sized flip knife and a loaded Glock. The police also found a bag of fentanyl on him. It didn't... I didn't know how much fentanyl it was, but one thing was for sure. It was a whole lot. It was. It had been a long time, but I still wonder what would have happened if my friend opened the door. That's crazy. And, by, I mean, by the looks of it, that sounds like a pretty real story. That's definitely I very, think that's pretty real. Very creepy. I don't, I don't know how I would have reacted in a situation like that as a kid. Oh, after watching some horror movies? Yeah, which just makes it ten times worse because you're already you're in always, a, an adrenaline already, spike. Yeah. And, I mean, the oldest one might have been 12, possibly 13 at the max. Dang. 
and that's i mean that's ugh. very smart getting in the laundromat yeah get just getting in the laundry room and barricading the door good that move on there crazy that guy had a hammer though and yeah. broke into his own house well he's probably high as hell i know tripping. but dang yeah that's nuts because a bag of fentanyl is a lot you can die well, by like that much if any of you get a knock on the door at night Check, make sure check. to check yeah. before you especially open. around halloween and yes. when you're watching scary movies check outside it's always yes. a good idea to just don't open your door especially as a child don't yes. just open doors do not if you're do listening not. to this and you're a kid keep your door closed yes all right you want to go for another sure. one okay i'll just keep whispering into the mic okay. we'll make this am oh asmr oh we're gonna get so many views <laughs> well i have to find my now do you think they would like this? Ready for this? What? Okay, just be quiet. Ready? Okay, okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't even know if they could have heard that. Honestly, I'm sorry. That one's kind of long, so I'm gonna go for this one. Okay, it's cod. It's cod. It's called. Oh. The chair. Dun dun dun. Okay. The, the chair. Okay. See, this one actually says their names. So, oh wait, shoot, this one's actually kind of long too. Well, whatever. I mean, mine wasn't short. Read it. Okay. When my sister Betsy and I were kids, our family lived for a while in a charming old farmhouse. We loved exploring its dusty corners and climbing the apple tree in the backyard. But our favorite thing was the ghost. We called her Mother. Because she seemed so kind and nurturing. Some mornings, Betsy and I would wake up, and on each other of our would I would wake up, and on each of our nightstands would find a cup that hadn't been there the night before. Mother had left them there, worried it's that like we'd get thirsty Santa during Claus. the night. It's like a reverse Santa. Yes, that's weird. She just wanted to take care of us. Among the home's original furnishing was an in- antique wooden chair, which we kept against the back wall of the living room. Whenever we were preoccupied watching TV or watching a game, Mother would inch the chair forward across the room towards us. Sometimes she'd manage to move it all the way to the center of the room. We always felt sad putting it back against the wall. Mother just wanted to be near us. Years later, long after we moved out, I found an old newspaper article about the farmhouse original occupant, a widow. She murdered her two children by giving them each a cup of poisoned milk before bed. Then she hung herself. The article included a photo of the farmhouse farmhouse's living room with a woman's body hanging from the beam beneath her knocked over was an old wooden chair dang that's that's kind of cool that's a good one wow (laughs) uh interesting that's uh yeah um I do, I do, do you believe in ghosts? I mean, I mean, before let's before we get to the next story, I guess we can. This kind of on topic. See, do you believe in ghosts? I like. <clears throat> I keep going up and down, because like, I don't really want to believe it. 
<laughs> but like yeah. there's it's just I, so much. There's there's in certain places there's shit that's hard to explain. Exactly. Like I've seen videos and stuff, and yes, sometimes they could be fake. Yeah, some definitely are. But, but some like, things I've are. I've seen some videos that you just like. How would they even like mm-hmm. create this? Like this makes no sense. Yeah, I think there's something to it where it's like I don't. It's hard to believe. I don't know if I necessarily believe in ghosts per se. Like I don't think. I mean, there are some paranormal paranormal things that are weird. But I think in certain instances, I don't know if it's necessarily a spirit. But like you know how there's just some places you walk into it and walk into these areas. I'll be honest, I've never totally been to any of them. But like you, you just get like a sense, like a feeling. And I think there is something to like almost places, objects, people, or not people, but like places and objects that can almost like hold memories mm-hmm. in a way. Yes. And like negative emotions. Like, I, I think it's like memories. Like it's emotions. Old. Like I've never been to like Gettysburg mm-hmm. or like old battlefield, like civil right. war battlefields, but like my cousin's been there and he, and he went as a kid and he's like, there's something about it that it's just unsettling. Like you can tell that this place has seen so much pain and anguish. And it's like how many thousands of men died on this field right. in one day uh, or like certain places in like England. It's like it's one of not haunted most haunted countries in the world. That's not what I was about to say, but like there's certain towns where there's like literally buildings built with people's bones in the mortar, mm-hmm. and you can go there, and they've been there for seven hundred years, mm-hmm. and it's like there's something about it, or like even like Louisiana or Charleston, right. some of the most haunting, haunted like cities in America right. because it was so violent between like slavery and and everything that happened down there. Like there's just there's something to that. So I don't, I don't totally know. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily think, like, a spirit's going to show up and be like, get that water off my desk or some shit. But like. See, when I was younger, um, there was actually the owners of the property um, that our house is at. They had an old house that we tore down and all that. Oh, I guess but I, they, I never know. It was a, um, it was weird. It was a brother and a sister that lived there. And they never, both of them never got married, but they died on that property. And I always just had the fear that it was a ghost. Like, whenever I was walking in the woods by myself, I heard, yeah. like, a branch fall or something. Yeah, scared. I think that's most kids yeah. in the woods, naturally. Because I feel like I did the same thing, even though in certain instances it was definitely not called for. But I was like, oh, it's spooky. It's dark. Yeah. I'm in the woods. Like, I want to die. <laughs> yeah. But in all reality, it's like, no, it's not spooky. It's called, in certain places, you got to watch out for bears. That's how you might die. That's not a ghost. It's. Oh, yeah. But, no, the, I think... I think there is something to like places or like old like mental institutions where oh. it's like where you find out like oh these people were like tortured in these places or people were killed. There's there's something like, about those kind of places. Abandoned like oh yeah, I find that fascinating. I would I love do. to do I something do like too. that. I do too. I watch those videos all the time. Like, I don't I don't always watch them, but I have. I'd love to visit some places because mm-hmm. I do find it interesting. Like there is there is something kind of fascinating about it or like old old right. war grounds or old forts a, like that right. kind of like there's something like to that old churches going to so oh, yeah me, some me of the, like especially in europe like old so churches there's actually this that was a 1970-ish uh-huh. old church in the middle of anderson okay and well, me and my buddies we went there <clears throat> yeah um well we we didn't know if there was actually people in there but we heard footsteps Ooh. but it was like dude this church was huge. Like, you wouldn't think it was that this big, but there was like four levels. There was okay. a basement, 
there's a first floor, there's a second floor, and that was where all the seat, seated were, and that's where the stage were, and the okay. podium, yeah. and all that. And then there was like another upper layer that can overlook all that. Yeah, it was huge, and we actually finally got to the very top, and we saw like just a rock got thrown or something. And that's when we just kind of bolted and got out of there. Yeah, and is... we didn't know it was just like a rat or something just kicking it, or well, stuff like that. It's just like just seeing just empty benches that's cracked and broken, and just hearing stuff, dude, it yeah. puts you over the edge. Yeah, it no, really does. no, yeah, it makes you tense. It definitely set and setting for those things. I'll be honest, I don't think, as far as I can remember and recall, I don't think I've actually ever had any like paranormal experiences. Um, yeah, I really I don't might have I possibly do. seen a UFO recently, but I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, maybe I, the, there is a chance. I mean, it's it's a very what I saw was definitely very like eh, unknown, but it, right. I mean, this actually happened like last week, and we never talked about it. I just happened to be going to work. And I look over, and it's really overcast. It was one of those really crappy days. And and I just see this, like, two bright lights, like, going south. Like, they're southwest of me. And I'm just driving to work, and I was like, what, the, what are those? Like, I was like, it can't be a star. Like, you can't see anything right now. The clouds are way too thick. Mm-hmm. And I looked, and I, I was kind of watching it. Was at in one the point. sky? Yeah. And then, so, like, it means that it was below the clouds, which were already kind of hanging low. So, so it wasn't super, yeah, it wasn't super high. Um, one, I realized, oh, that's a plane, whatever. And I'm driving, but I was like, this one, I was like, it's so bright. There's no stars in that direction, let alone I couldn't see it if there was. And it didn't look like it was moving. Like, and I mean, I couldn't tell you how far it was, but so it's like, it could have been moving and I just didn't see it. Could have been be maybe like a, a helicopter. helicopter. Yeah. But so I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to like try to keep an eye on it as I'm driving and just kind of watch it. So it just doesn't like, in case it just disappears. And then guess what it fucking did? It disappeared. It disappeared. I literally am driving and I like glance, paying attention to the road and I come back to it and it's just gone. Nothing. And I was like, what the fuck was that? Like literally on my way to work. And I'm like, that's weird. Like, I, I mean, it, it, I'm not saying it was uh, like, I'm never going to say that it was a hundred percent like a UFO or some shit, but it was just like, start doesn't make sense. Could it have been something else? Yes. But like, it literally disappeared very quickly where I was like bright, bright light. Don't know what it is. And then a couple seconds later, gone. It was like, if it was a helicopter, if it was something else, unless the helicopter had a light on it and it turned around right. maybe, but I didn't see anything in the sky. Oh, it, yeah. It's kind of, that, that's the only experience and something like that that i've ever had like i've never seen bigfoot i've never whatever yeah i i can't really think of anything no i can't either i mean like speaking of horror movies have you seen i haven't watched it yet but have you seen talk to me made by the racker racker brothers Mm -mm. it's a new horror movie that's kind of blown up um and it's basically the concept of it is almost you get high off of possession and so you got to like grab this hand and you only want to hold on to it for so long. And basically you get possessed when you grab this like cursed hand. And so the people that made it actually started on YouTube, friends with the sidemen, friends with Logan, like all these things. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you heard of Raka Raka, they're Australian based. They used mm-hmm. to do like ridiculous, like stunts and videos um, that definitely most of the time weren't monetized because they would make it gory as shit, make it outrageous. And and so they've been doing that, but they've always wanted to make films. They were actually just on Joe Rogan as well this week, which is really cool. And 
they wrote this movie and it ended up getting picked up eventually by um uh what is it i almost said a1 but it's not what it is so uh, it's actually a professional movie yeah and it, it got picked up by uh oh what is that studio dang it um reasonably large studio but still like a reasonably niche one still but mm-hmm. they still have some very large movies that have come out and it took them a while they had to go to the film festival they did all this stuff mm-hmm. and then eventually got picked up and that's kind of cool and it it did amazing i don't know what its budget would was but it's it's done i think at this have point you seen like the trailer for it oh yeah yeah is it good yeah it looks it, it's definitely a very unique story for a, a possession like um like ghost movie but and it looks creepy as shit too but it's i think it's gross like 90 plus million dollars like it's it's done very well and wow. they've never made a movie before and they were able to come that's up with a story really good for them wow yeah, A twenty four. That was A24. the that's the studio. Um, but yeah, no, like they've done some stuff, and it's like that. That's a creepy movie. That's kind of cool. I don't know what scares me more. Like I, I think it is for me. I think it's like psychological slash paranormal stuff that creeps me out more. Like I can almost deal with like. I, I could deal with Michael Myers. I could deal with like, um, Jason. It's like oh, they're just gonna stab me. Whatever, like I can, I can deal with that. See, that's like, for like, the most part, dude. Just imagining like Michael Myers coming at you with a knife. I mean, I'm not saying it's not creepy. Dude, that would be creepy. But let alone like freaking Jason coming at you too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, but it's like the one horror movie as a kid that really got me initially was was um, Nightmare on Elm Street. That and Bailey watched that young. That fucked her up a little bit. So you know, while. actually, what got me, and this is, how old was I? I I had to be like at least ten or something. Yeah. Um, fairly young. Mm-hmm. But we watched Ghostbusters. What? And that got you? Well, you know how I grew up. My mom hates horror movies. Like she never lets us watch it. Yeah. So like when we watched that dude, I didn't sleep. I literally did not sleep. So, uh, so okay, I guess speaking of Ghostbusters, the first one. I like the first one. I love it. Like it's honestly probably mm-hmm. one. Like I wouldn't say I have a favorite movie, but if no. I said one of my favorite movies, I think honestly the original Ghostbusters is there. It's a movie. Have I, you seen I the love. new Ghostbusters? I, I have, and it's actually pretty good. Yes, I actually like them. It's actually, yeah. it's not bad. I like it. Yes. But the second one scared me, and I think yes. it was because it, it, the tone of the movie throughout was creepier. It also involved. A baby and a baby getting kidnapped, and I watched it, was, it reasonably young. There was something in the so, bathtub too. Yeah, like there yeah, is, that's what got me. The yeah, it just it's, yeah, it was it was yeah. a lot more creepy uh, yeah. for some reason that 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 one put me off more than mm-hmm. the first one did for mm-hmm. sure. But that's the yeah, the, I remember yeah. that because the first one was like, oh, this is not that bad, and it's funny. The second it's one, hilarious. You it watch it back now. Oh, then, like, I love it. We watched the third one, and the dude, newest one. I know there's only two. That's right. Yeah, there's only two. There, then there's, there's the female there version. Were, yep. <clears throat> I, I think I did I, not watch the female. I version. think I watched part of it. And I was like, eh. no, nah. Where's Bill Murray? I need him back. Right. Yeah, well, he did make a cameo, but whatever. Right. Uh, all right. Do you want to do? Yeah, one? I can do my other story. We'll see how it goes. I have no idea what it is. Brett with one T. Yeah. Uh, this one. I'm a, I was like, don't do the same one. How long is this? <laughs> we'll see 
It happened in the summer, but seemed appropriate for Halloween. This happened a couple years back, just after listening and reading stories online and researching a bit. I'm quite certain that I had experienced what I had an experience with was a skinwalker or a windigo. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I haven't really told anyone because I didn't think anyone would believe me. And sometimes I want to believe that I just imagined it myself, but the proof says otherwise. I live in Kentucky, but my mother moved to Nevada because, and perhaps this is the biggest punchline of this story, she said she wanted to feel closer to her ancestors. Her grandmother was almost full-blooded Navajo and originated from there. After a bad breakup, I needed to see her, so I took a week off of work and drove out to visit her. Once I got closer to her town, I seem, I seemingly made the same mistake of all unsuspected victims. I took back roads to make the trip faster, though I was driving through a wooded area. I still had a GPS signal, and it said that I was about four miles from my destination. My car has sensors in the mirrors that light up and notify me when a car is in my blind spot. I remember very vividly that they began to flicker on on the passenger side. I wrote it off as it was detecting the trees as I was only going about 35 miles per hour uh, since I didn't know the area that well. It was pitch black and I could only see what my headlights were reaching and unfortunately there were not the brightest to begin with even with the high beams on. Now this seems this is something to note for later. I was also dealing with I wasn't dealing with this breakup very well. I called him but only got his voicemail and shouted, "Why won't you just talk to me?" It was around this time that there was a large thud against my rear passenger side door. I thought to myself, I thought maybe I didn't see a pothole or something. So that nature what or something to that nature while making my call. Considering I may have done damage to to my car, I slowed to a stop so I could shine the flashlight on my phone on the back tire. Now, what happened next is a little blurry considering how fast it happened and how scared I was. Before I got out, of, out, my side mirror light turned back on and I saw something move from the right side of my car. Immediately, I turned the car back on, but it was too late. My headlights began to reveal a large hairy creature slowly walking to the front of my car. My first thought was it was a bear, but I was wrong. So very wrong. It began to stand on two hind legs. It must have been at least six or seven feet tall. Its torso was thick with fur, but appeared to be almost human-like arms with big hands or paws or something. But its lower half was very skinny, almost skeletal, with large patches of fur missing. The aura of this thing gave a, a terrible, terrifying, and pure evil sense. I didn't get a good look at it at its head until it put one of its hands on my hood. It had claws, very long claws. Next, it stuck its head forward, revealing a snout, but very human-looking. Dark, if not black eyes, I then realized that it was about to crawl on my hood. Fight or flight finally kicked in, and I quickly put my car in reverse until I was about 20 to 30 feet away from this thing. I could fully see it then, and I swear this thing had hooves on its hind legs. I flung it into drive and drove at it. The road was big enough 
to avoid hitting the creature, but I managed to sideswipe it on my driver's side, though it looked out, <clears throat> though it looked on, wait, what? Sorry. So, <laughs> though it took out one of my headlights, I felt like maybe my back tire hit it. I drove as fast as I could without losing control of the car. After about two miles, I merged onto an empty road, and my destination was very close, but I would have given it anything to see another car. I reached my mother's house only about five minutes later after the navigating through the neighborhood. I pulled into her drive, driveway and stepped out. Instantly, I could smell something terrible, but I assumed it was sewage. Plus, I wasn't really thinking about that because I, I instantly ran for her door, shaking and in tears before I knocked and I heard it. An awful, twisted voice saying, Why won't you talk to me? I turn around. Her security light was shining into the yard, and I could see this thing stepping out from behind my car. My mother never once, to my memory, left the door unlocked, so I was certain it had it had me. The way it was looking at me, I think it knew too. I felt paralyzed so much so that I couldn't even find a voice to scream. Just as I fully emerged, the door behind me opened. The creature dotted into the shrubbery nearby. My knees gave out and I collapsed. I quick, quite literally crawled inside and hugged my mother's legs. I kept telling her, it's there, while pointing at the door. Just after a few minutes, she, and at this point, my stepfather, were trying to calm me down. After my stepfather got a gun and opened the door, he told me there was nothing there. It was at this point I was able to collect and rationalize my thoughts. Instead of telling them about the bizarre creature I could barely, I could barely make sense of, I told them that I must have hit a deer or a sick little bear, but when I stopped, a strange man stepped out of the woods and tried to get into my car. They urged me to file a police report after that to get, get some sleep, but I told them that I didn't even get a good look at him. Honestly, the only thing I wanted to do at this point was to hide under a blanket, and that is exactly what I did. I finally fell asleep after about two hours of straining to listen to any weird noises in my mother's spare bedroom. There was only one small window pointed towards the neighbor's house, but I didn't hear anything for the rest of the night. Nothing at all. Maybe my mom had thick walls, but I remember thinking about how much noise the bugs were making in Kentucky in the summer, but it was eerily quiet. Looking at my car the next day with my stepfather, it was revealed that not only was my headlight busted, but the front and a front dent, but there was also a huge claw marks on my trunk. After connecting a few dots, I realized it latched itself on after I hit it, and the marks were a result of it struggling to stay on my car. But I thought <clears throat> what I thought was my back tire running it over must have been it hopping on. I I'm unsure how I possibly could not have seen or heard from. Sorry. Um, somehow this huge creature managed to make it to my mother's house undetected. Every bit of rationalization and convincing myself that perhaps I didn't see what I saw that night before it disappeared then. My stepfather must have noticed that I was upset all over again, questioning me about the marks. I didn't answer at first, and he jumped to a different conclusion. We told you those apartments were sketchy when you moved in. Did someone vandalize your car? I suppose if you really didn't look at it for very long, I could remind you of someone just 
digging a big key into your paint over and over again with a like my ex getting revenge on a cheating spouse or something either way I was nauseous and the revelation I just nodded because I felt so sick as the week went the week went by the days were getting were going okay but at night I could not sleep at all every time I drifted off I would wake myself up thinking I heard its terrible voice saying why won't you just talk to me I did not leave the house without someone else with me and refused to join a backyard weenie roast by a fire pit because I it was already dark. The entire time, I was certain it would break through my window and get me. I was supposed to stay six days, but after the fourth, I couldn't take the paranoia and stress anymore. I was exhausted and jittery. My mother even began to pull me aside at one point and ask if I had begun using drugs. Early in the morning on the fifth day, I packed up and began my journey home after the sun came up. Of course, there were no no back roads this time. My stepfather was nice enough to follow me in his car to the state line, honestly, to make sure my car was doing okay. He even replaced my headlight. I made it home safely, but still think about this every day. I'm still a little worried if it might find me. It's been about four years. It didn't help that my coworkers made jokes and asked how my car got into the condition it was in. The one and only thing, good thing about this story is that it helped me get over my breakup pretty quickly. There, There's nothing like an absolute certainty that if, if I would have got out of my car, I could have died that night to put things in perspective. Also, hearing it mocking my pathetic pleas for my ex to talk to me really just twists my stomach when I think about it. That's messed up. And that was in 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 any kaleidoscope kaleidoscope sorry any kaleidoscope two nine nine five. I feel like that was a pretty good story. That, that was pretty creepy. Sounds very true. I don't know. I don't know. The paranormal is creepy. I mean, do you believe in Bigfoot, sir? I really don't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know either. I well, don't think so. Hearing that story, like, if there's actually scratches on a car, yeah, that's just proof that you that's did not weird. dream that. <laughs> that's yeah. proof. Well, the, the thing is, is, is that a true story someone wrote, or was that a yeah. story someone made up and put on Reddit? Because those, ha- those happen too. I know, but now that's a lot of details. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's... But yeah, Wendigos are creepy. Have you you know the stories of the Wendigo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, this, uh, it's all about consuming human flesh. Very creepy. Yeah, it's it's very 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 creepy, and I've heard stories of that before in other places too, where people hear voices in the woods that they should not be hearing. And it's, yeah, back away, walk yep. away, run away. <laughs> nope. If anything like that happened to me in the woods, I'm fucking out of there. There was um. There's this one movie. I think it was on Netflix. Yeah, I forget what it's called, but it was like, it was like, um, shoot, I don't know where they went, but it was like these Australian friends. Mm-hmm. It was like these five friends, and all of them wanted to go on a hike. It was like a four day hike or something. But okay. one one guy, not the best health condition, I guess. Yeah. And then. Looked like he twisted his foot, but he actually like busted his knee. Oh, 
and the way they was going, there was like a two day hike to go to the ca- to get to the cabin they were going to mm-hmm. to get help. Well, they could have went around the mountains to get to the cabin or cut through this woods. And it's it's just not a true story, but it, it was just like it was. I don't think you've seen it, or you would know exactly what I'm talking about. I have no idea. But it was like this huge tree-looking moose, something like that. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. But you know what I'm talking about? It was like some ritual of those people. Yeah. And and it was supposed to be Sacrifice. Yeah. Yes. So I think I know what movie you're talking about i've watched a video on it and i think it was something to do with that it was like a demigod that was supposed mm-hmm. to be yes, one of it Loki's was kids yeah or something weird yeah. yeah i that yeah i know what you're talking stuff about stuff like that yeah, that's a fucking weird movie mm-hmm. it's creepy up. did you ever watch or did do you know midsummer that movie i've heard of it oh that's weird i never watched it it's basically like these group of friends go home with their buddy from sweden and they're like, oh yeah, this like we do a summer festival every year, blah blah blah. And the thing is, is that creating this movie, they did do a lot of history on like these areas and then in local traditions and stuff. But they go there, they're doing all this stuff, like they're taking mushrooms, they're like tripping balls, doing all this stuff. Very weird. And at one point, like one of the guys disrespects one of the rituals. Oh no! They end up killing him. But one of the weird things they do is that once everybody reaches a certain age, I think it's like 78 or something weird, you kill yourself. You literally jump off a cliff in a ritual so you don't become a burden on on the community. And if you don't die, someone's sitting there with a fucking hammer to smash you. Yeah. And so, oh, like, that was one of the first things they saw where it was, like, red flag. <laughs> we just saw two people kill themselves. Um, That's messed up. And it is very weird. It's like psychological. Basically, one of them survives and kind of like joins the group and then finally found like happiness. It's kind of weird. But the rest of them end up either getting killed or used as a part of the rituals and shit. It's it's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm. I kind of want to watch a horror movie now. I don't watch many. Kind of want to do. I I don't watch many, but it's they're they're kind of fun every once in a while. Do you want my? Yeah, I think we could do yours. You okay. want to? <clears throat> you want to want movie? Sometimes it's not always horror movies that get me. Like Saul, it's scary, but I feel like the reason why I don't like it is it's psychological and very gory. Like that's what it is, where it's like overly like, oh, this person's having to cut into their skin to do whatever to get this key like or some shit like mm-hmm. have you ever watched Saul yeah, yeah. yes I've yes, watched yeah. Saul well I mean you never know you oh we, we watched, would yeah. we did watch the original oh yeah. we did I forgot about that but there's so many like the new one just came out yeah. and it looked good I think I've only watched the original I think that's the only one I watched yeah the, well they just created I think it's Saul 10 and technically it's supposed to be a prequel so technically it's supposed to be between the first and second movie and people are like this is actually kind of good it reminds them of like the old Saul movies because just like most horror movies it eventually kind of gets a little ridiculous as mm. the series continues right. that's how everything is like I mean d- d- did you ever see Jason X and it's supposed to be in the future and Jason's on a spaceship and 
they accidentally recreate them high half biological or half robotic and it's supposed to be like two thousand or three thousand and twenty something i don't think so i think i've heard of it actually it's so fucking dumb it's so dumb but yeah like most most of those once they get so far in they just kind of get ridiculous or have you ever seen jeepers creepers it's where this creature basically comes out of hibernation every 20 years. Similar, I guess, actually kind of similar to it, where it's like it has like a feeding cycle. But the thing is, is it has to feed on people and its organ, basically whatever organ it eats from the person becomes their organ. So they have to consume your organs to survive or whatever it is, any body part. And yeah, it's 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 creepy. Like, the first one's, like, kind of, it's older. It was, like, a 90s horror movie, but it was kind of classic, and it's it's not necessarily super gory. There's not necessarily a bunch of stuff to the movie, but it's it's one of those where, like, checking outside, like, what the fuck? That's what I did with the the one I just talked about. Yeah. That movie. Yeah. The trees. No, between that or, uh, like, one movie that, honestly, I think got my heart rate up way more than I ever expected. I don't totally know why. Um... What is it called? The movie Life, where they find um, oh. life from Mars, and they're on the space station. Yes, I've heard, I think I've seen it's it. It's a actually. thriller slash kind of horror. Like it's similar to like a, get almost compared to like Alien, where it's mm-hmm. like oh you're trapped on a spaceship and you're this like, alien's out and about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but there was something about that movie where I don't know why, but that thing fucking scared the crap out of me, and really? I think it was because like that creature was super smart and strong True. and basically indestructible. At least you find out by the end of Alien, like, oh, there, there's a way to kill it. You can hurt it. Mm-hmm. This, it's like, they don't have a great way to kill it. And yeah, the ending's not good. And yeah, it's kind of creepy. Yeah, it's... and it's just like, I don't know. Like, it, it fucked me up so bad that for some reason, like, I straight up had, like, a dream about it. And I was like woke up and I was like what the fuck was that <laughs> I was like uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> and that doesn't happen to me often but that was not fun alright let's save let's do your your big story it's supposed to be a good one so I I, I hope it's I hope it's worth it it's supposed yeah. to be I guess give, give us some context before you get so, into it well it kind of goes into context oh okay so it does explain everything yeah, pretty well it's like a, it's a true story so it's actually these two brothers Okay. One's older, one one's younger, of course. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, I'll just get into it. So, there's an almost universal feeling of discomfort and unease that a person experiences when they see a deserted place that their mind tells them should be full of people. A stark feeling of wrongness and creeping dread that is perhaps a holdover from a anim- animalistic ancestors meant to warn us when danger is fast approaching i think most people are familiar with this sensation but few know that it it has a name can they can i'm gonna have a problem saying this canipsia canopsia i don't know wait what is canopsia canopsia i think so yeah yeah I've never heard of that, but by yeah. the way, if you guys want to hear this story, um, this guy this is actually this whole story on YouTube. Okay. It's just it's no it's not a video or anything. It's just 
him telling the word to word. So if you want to hear somebody else, you can listen to him. <clears throat> I try not to say word to word so I can get through this, but it is defined by the dictionary of obscure sorrows as the airy foreign atmosphere of a place that is usual usually busting with people but is now abandoned and quiet like a school hallway in the evening long after classes have let out an unlit office building over the weekend a store display window after dark you get the idea mm-hmm. um in a way, it could be described as a kind of haunting, but rather than being haunted by something, some lingering supernatural uh, thing, one who experiences conipsia is haunted by what is not there but should be. And I'm going to... Okay. Yeah, he's saying, I've experienced conipsia on several occasions throughout my short life. But the one that most stands out in my memory is the night my older brother Caleb and I found ourselves in a place called Pompeii, or Pompeii, Indiana, after a long night of driving aimlessly down some back roads high on basically drugs. <laughs> um, so he was saying that now I'm sure that people want to say is the drugs that's saying all this, but the stuff that he gets into. I don't think there's any kind of drug that can just basically just basically just do this completely make a new reality practically. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. So, does it say what they were taking? No, actually, oh, it says it was something about acid, and it said once the acid hits your brain, something wild goes on. So yeah, that's true. Never um, done it, but yes, yeah, I've heard plenty of stories. Okay. So, you would not find Pompeii, Indiana on any map in Google searches of the town's name. At best, you would get the address of a pizza place in Lake County. Now, that is freaky. Because I actually looked it up. And it was that pizza place? It was just that pizza place. Mm-hmm. And nothing else. Like, there's some place in Gary, Indiana. But it's not the same place because that's not where they, they were. Yeah. Um. Okay. Spooky. You want to go okay, find it? Believe me, I've tried. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Okay, okay. My attempts to retrace the journal, a j- journey my brother and I took, and to pin down the exact location of the town. I very nearly lost my life and have so far proven to be fertile. The most I can tell you is that it should be located somewhere about two and a half hours south of Indianapolis. As far as I could tell, when you are, tr- yeah, when you are tripping on acid, it's hard to keep track of landmarks and road signs and mists of the backdrop of ever-shifting hallucinations and sensations that demand your attention for hours at a time. Mm-hmm. Honestly, in hindsight, it's a miracle that we didn't crash the car. I'd say we yeah. were lucky, but knowing where we ended up, that would be a lie. It all started when at our parents' house in Brownsburg, Indiana, around midnight. Our folks had just left um, for an out-of-state vacation that Caleb and I declined to accompany them with on some more plausible excuse that neither of us 
could take the time off work and that it would be required to accompany them. In reality, he and I have been planning to embrace the opportunity that there was uh, their aptness to have a drug-fueled night of excitement ever <laughs> since we had learned that they were going on vacation oh. some months prior. So okay. they were they strategized. Yeah, they, they planned for a fun night, it sounds like. Um, basically, we're just saying as soon as the parents left, that's when it happened. Um, so okay. Brownsburg. You want to go find this place? I do. <laughs> But once you hear this, you don't. Okay. All right. Um, I actually think it is a real place. Uh, uh, wouldn't surprise me. But, um, he then wasted no time placing the wad of the kitchen, the wad on the kitchen counter and ra- unwrapping it with care, revealing what looked like newly cut little paper squares that were small enough to fit on the tip of your finger. I, being a little younger of the two of us, and at the time inexperienced in the world of controlled substances, <laughs> felt a mixture of <laughs> of nervousness as Caleb instructed me to take one of the paper squares from the foil and place it on top of my tongue, only to be very underwhelmed by the lack of changes in my perceptions <laughs> at the first couple of minutes. Yeah. I don't feel like anything, Caleb. Are you sure this... This guy didn't sell you bullshit? He says. I had asked him with concern and impatience seeping into my voice. Caleb chucked as if I said something extremely childish before reassuring me. Give it time. The chemicals take a while to reach the brain. How will I know if it's working? Trust me. You'll know. I took his word and we spent nearly 45 minutes just watching watching TV and just hanging out. And then what uh what and waiting to for the acid to work its magic when I made the suggestion that I would regret the rest of my natural life. I'm hungry, man. Why don't we go down the street real quick and grab something to eat before we both too high to function? Caleb being the only <laughs> Caleb being the only one out of the two of us with a license in a car scratched his head as if it weighed the pros and cons of the idea before he con- conceded with a shrug. I mean, I would weigh the pros and cons if you just <laughs> dropped ass. Sure. And you're like, eh. sure. As long as we're, d- we're just down the street and back, <clears throat> we should be okay. <laughs> oh, no. My vision was starting to vibrate at this point. <laughs> Any notion of how dangerous can <laughs> it's just it's sort of vibrating. It's insane. So, okay, okay. Um, um, how dangerous getting into a car in a state we mm-hmm. were in was chased away by any marvelous visions I had begun dancing before my eyes. After a few minutes of fumbling around through the vastly developed wonderland that is forming around us, for our coats, shoes, and Caleb's keys, both of us somewhat clumsily enough. Climbed into Caleb's Silverado, pulled up, pulled out of the driveway, and proceeded down the street towards the string of local fast food places. It's worth it's worth mentioning at this point of that Caleb had a terrible sense of direction. One and I, and practically everybody that knew him, teased him 
So they teased him relentlessly about this. Um, he would often get lost driving to the houses of the friends that lived just a few blocks over. This coupled with the fact that we both, both of us were now tripling balls on acid, it should come as su- no surprise that Caleb somehow managed to completely pass the fast food joints and steer us onto the highway. Yep. We were both so far gone that we must have driven for a good 20 minutes before neither of us realized that we were lost. Once again, once we did, we were basically the blind leading the blind, both of us arguing back and forth which turn to make and which exit to use. When neither of us really had any idea of where the hell we were going, it wasn't all bad to tell the truth. In some ways, it was a lot of fun. Our short trip to get fast food had become an all-out adventure through the open fields and winding country country roads of our little slice of midwest we laughed joked argued and debated with one another about all manner of things mm-hmm. while we looked in awe at the sights of and sensations that the drug we had both taken was producing for us eventually though as it became clear to clear to us both of both that we were one minute Lost drive. You got this. Don't take acid and drive. No, don't. Not a good idea. Just listen to the story and you'll see why. I'm, I'm ready. My eyes are closed. <laughs> Just imagine this. Okay. We are, we agreed that it would be best to stop somewhere and get our bearings. May e- maybe even get a hotel for the night till we were clear minding enough to find our way back home. Even though the prospect of trying to have a normal social interaction with anyone, given how high we both were, seemed like a terrible task. That was when I first noticed the ashes that fell from the otherwise clear summer sky like snow. I had dismissed it as just another hallucination at first. Gradually, though, as it started to collect on the windshield and obstruct our vision to the point where Caleb had to turn off his windshield turn on his windshield wipers so we could drive safely. I realized it was real. I turned to Caleb for verification of this. On the off chance that I was just hallucination. Hey man, do you see that? Yeah man. It's really weird. Yeah. Totally weird. <laughs> After driving another few miles down the road through the strangest weather phenomenon either of us had ever experienced. We saw a large weathered old sign in the distance that was all faded paint. Oh, that was all faded paint and writing word that read, Welcome back to Pompey, Pompey, Indiana. In bold letters, overlooking what seemed to be a decent-sized town completed with a motel, a gas station, and a town hall, a diner, a school, and a few rows of old-looking houses here and there. And what from that distance looked like an old-school driving, uh, old-school driving movie theater, all covered in slowly growing blanket of ashes. It wasn't exactly imitating, in, inv- inv- inviting, inviting. Thank you. <laughs> Got you. But any port would do in a storm, as the saying goes. So we decided to check it out. If a town could ever be accurately compared to recently hollowed out corpse, then Pompeii would definitely be the perfect candidate for that comparison. 
Everywhere we looked, we were con confronted by a complete and utter lack of noticeable si signs of human life, or any life at all, for that matter. Despite the fact that it was in contrast in the weathered old sign that had welcomed us in, nothing we saw looked particularly old or dilapidated at all. In fact, some of the machines and out appliances left scattered around the uh, uh, scattered around apparently abandoned buildings showed clear signs of recent use. We stopped at the gas station first to fill up and grab some snacks since neither of us had eaten anything since our little faded journey had begun. And what we saw once we passed through the open glass double doors and made our way inside was equal parts confusing and unsettling. Directly in front of us was a row of about six or so commercial coffee pots that were all still had steam rising from the tops. As if freshly brewed, off to the left was the checkout counter where the register uh, drawer stood open and a pack of cigarettes lay on its side next to it as if whoever had been working the counter had just set them down in the middle of the ringing them up and just left without even bothering to close the drawer. Oh, okay. The air pump out in the parking lot was running, although there was no cars anywhere in sight. And since since there, those machines generally tend to run for only about a few minutes at most after someone puts enough quarters in it, logically speaking, someone had to leave, turned it off, on in a few minutes. Wait, what? Had to have turned it on for for the last few minutes. Dude, this keeps ads keeps popping up. <laughs> but there was no visual signs of anyone. But I could see that that I could see, nor where the people who had have lived there had gone. No tracks in the ash that blanketed the the ground, no hastily handwritten notes saying out to lunch or offering any kind of explanation to where the fuck everyone went. Was it was that what that makes no sense. That was anywhere to be seen, just def deafening silence and a profound feeling of isolation. Basically, go on. It's they go to the diner, and there's like just food, like warm food, like plates on tables. It's all warm, so they made the way, ate some food, but yeah, nobody in sight. I'm just gonna skip that part. Um, at this point in our journey, the hallucination effects of the acid we had taken was beginning to work against Caleb and I. Our feelings of carefree foolishness had morphed into unease and steadily growing phenomena. Pen Paranoia. Yeah. <clears throat> Whoa. And the acid only amplified that. Everywhere I looked, I saw shadows moving in the uh, moving in my vision. But where, whenever I turned to confront them, they would just be gone. I could feel myself sweat uh, on my forehead and a cold, tendling feeling start to crawl up, my, up the small of my back. Caleb wasn't doing much better. Um, basically, the drugs were getting to him. Basically, what was happening. Um... So then they got back to the truck 
and they had an argument and he was just like calm down you're tripping everything's fine everything's fine they they were saying that to themselves to keep them cool mm-hmm. and then Caleb's like well where is everyone um whoa What happened? Ah! What'd you do? Nothing. Just went down. <laughs> Dude. Ah! Did you lose it? Hopefully not. Oh no, Riley. No, I just like skipped half the part. Oh. Oh. Ah. Okay, I found it. Caleb had yelled into transparent frustration, now looking only vaguely uh, recognizable as himself to my eyes. Uh, I must have been gawking at him with wide-eyed terror because he stopped pacing for a minute to see what was up with me. Hey, you okay? Do I have something on my face? (laughs) No, no, you're fine. I just... I'm just really fucking high and I don't want to be here well neither do I Caleb said like screw this man let's just get the hell out of here literally anywhere would be better than here agreed and I hopped back in the truck and gunned down the road back towards the highway maintaining a very tense silence between the two of us as we went neither of us could really put it into words at that time but we felt in our bones that something was very off about this place. The ashes that fell from the sky had ceased gently, falling like snow, and now whirled around. The, the truck like the winds of the blizzard, devouring the highway in front of us, and neither. And even after Caleb had turned his brights on, we could only see maybe a few feet in front of, in front of us. Um... So, we didn't care. We just wanted to get out of that place as fast as we could. We didn't make turns, and we sure as shit didn't turn around. I'm sure of it. And yet, about 15 minutes or so of gunning down the highway as fast as we could, we once again face-to-face with a discreet, rotting old sign that read, Welcome back to Pompeii, Indiana. Without skipping a beat, Caleb whipped the truck around and took off in the opposite direction only to have the same thing happen again and another time after that. After we found ourselves in front of that that sign for the fifth time, I remember pounding my fist into the dash of frustration before I turned and started screaming at my brother. What the fuck is wrong with you? You have one job, Caleb, and that's to get the fuck out of here. Why is that so fucking hard? Caleb didn't respond to me right away. He just sat there staring at the eroded ancient looking sign with an expression of pure beardiness. What? Whoa. They misspelled that. You said beardedness? No, pure. Uh. They misspelled the word. I don't even know what it says. Oh, okay. Never mind. His face looked relatively normal to me, now which made no sense given that he told me that the acid we took usually lasts about nine hours on average and there was simply no way that nine hours had passed already I I don't know Caleb said um 
it was almost impossible to make out what was oh shoot that was when I noticed a drive-in movie theater in the distance or more especially there was seemed to be a movie playing on the towering production screen it was almost impossible to make out what was playing from that distance but the sight filled me with desperate kind of hope regardless so the younger brother says there's a movie playing down there Caleb says so what do you mean so if there's a movie playing then there has to be some some people down there we can't be sure of that well do you have any better ideas I'll tell you what we should I'll tell you what we should do we should stay the fuck away from that town it's beyond creepy and do what sit here forever there could be someone down there to help us I, I don't like this brother I don't like this at all he then he he then puts the truck back to drive and reluctantly took us down back through the deserted streets of Pompeii towards the theater and since and since I can say that with confidence that I was extremely total clear-minded at this point I noticed saw small details here and there that I had totally overlooked before we passed by an empty church building for instance I saw a rather ominous message scrawled on the sidewalk that just just outside the main streets that read here we are deceived oh we here we were deceived the more I looked around the more I found similar message had been scrawled along the entranceways and sidewalks in several places all around town one such message in uh, one such message along the sidewalk that boarded the diner read here we went unnourished yet another that I read I saw written outside the town hall said here we were betrayed but the message that was easily the most unsettling out of all of those that I saw was the one scrawled over the faded sign over the entrance to the drive-in itself that read here we bore witness okay the gate itself hung open and offered an unobstructed path into the theater which seemed to consist of a large open parking area that unlike virtual anywhere else in the town was packed with cars from end to end and what looked like for some sort of concession stand located roughly at its center we could see a dim silver light at the projector as it filled the enormous screen at the northernmost end of the drive-in with what looked like an old-fashioned black and white movie that hadn't seemed to have progressed past its opening credits names of actors and companies I had never heard of um, I had never heard of, of scrolling slowly down the length of the screen before the movie opened to a scene of a idyllic looking midwestern town overlooked by a starry night sky that in some ways resembled the one we we now found ourselves in before I turn I could turn to Caleb and discuss what we should have done yes the screeching static of the Serato's radio pierced the silence and prevailed between the two of us before it merged into what we assumed was the audio that accompanied the movie at first it was the really corny sounding jiggle 
the likes of what you expect to see an old commercial then abruptly became a loud crashing sound as one of the stars that graced graced the beautiful sky on the screen fell to earth below and made a large crater in the woods just outside the town. The scene that shifted to a young boy who looked in the, to be around high school age, walking through the same words along the di- in the daytime. He wandered around aimlessly until he happened upon a, the crater, which had by then filled up to the edges with a strange, vicious black liquid. The boy then sat along the edge of the pool, regarding its curiosity. As if debating with himself about whether or not he wanted to touch it, when a stream of bubbles rose up to the pool's center and started to pop one after the other, and each pop bubble carried with a word from a voice that sounded remarkably human, almost like it was a, almost, dude, I did it again, almost like that of a young girl. Hello? Who are you? The voice asked. Each symbol, each syllable sounded strained and unnatural, as if whatever was making them had not quite yes, yet mastered human speech. The boy then said, Hello? I'm Ronnie, he said. Ronnie? The voice echoed. Who are you? Ronnie says. I am lost. Lost, the boy named Ronnie repeated, sounding confused. Lost. I am lost. I want to go home. Can I help? Ronnie said. Small. I'm too small. I must grow. You must grow, Ronnie repeated. His face suddenly became vacant and unexpressionless. He then turned around and walked the, in the opposite direction back towards the town, repeating, She must grow. The scene then changed again, this time showing Ronnie with an, yet another boy whose expression the same age walking through the same words towards the pool. It's just this way, Ronnie said. His voice distant and unnatural which did not seem to be the, the lost on the other boy. Sure, Ronnie, whatever you say. Are you feeling okay? You sound weird. I'm fine. We're almost there. The boy did not seem reassured, but went along regardless. When the pair finally came up to the pool once again, Ronnie gestured to it with a veneration. The other boy seemed to think that it was mesmerizing. He knelt by it by the edge and watched the bubbly black ridges, black liquid with the wide eyed fascination while Ronnie slowly maneuvered behind him. <coughs> this is so cool, Ronnie. What is it? The boy was barely able to utter the word it before Ronnie pushed him in with all the force he could muster and upon making physical contact with the liquid, the boy let out and a heartbreaking scream. Oily black tin black liquid reached up from the depths of the pool and con- contracted around him like a 
Jeez. Oh, like pythons. You could hear the sickening sound of his bones snapping as the ten, uh, as the tendrils began pulling him in, down slowly but surely. He thrashed around and cried out desperately for his friend to help him, but Ronnie remained still and just watched the horror unfold in front of him, with that same basin look in his eyes. She must grow, he said. Um, eventually, um, eventually Ronnie lured hapless victims to the unimaginable, to, I can't talk, uh, Ronnie lured, like, just careless victims and pushed them in the liquid. So he did that over and over, and the liquid became to grow and grow and grow. Uh, before long, the pool had become a large pond, and not long after that, a small lake. As it grew, it devoured the, the plants, uh, the plant life it came to, in contact with, trees and other veg vegetation that were unfortunate enough to be in its past, withered and died almost before my eyes, as I watched that horrible black ooze creep over closer to the town itself. Though it was never explicitly stated by any of the characters, I got the distant expression after Pooh had expanded past a certain point of the entitled entity uh, point the entity no longer needed to rely on Ronnie for substance. Uh, before long uh, others started uh, luring people into it. A pastor did, a bus driver did. Um the film reached its climax when open conflict broke out between a group of townspeople who seemed to have retained their minds and those that had fallen under the sway of the voice from the pool. The conflict that had been short and bloody, and although the townspeople had fought like, like animals, they were actually subdued and curled like livestock by their possessed neighbors. Uh, I have the words to describe the cold and detached depravity I witness on that screen. I never, I have never cons considered myself a screamish type, and I've seen a lot of documentaries about things that, like the, I probably shouldn't say, say stuff like that, but <laughs> never mind. I'm just gonna skip the part. Okay. Um. Just saying, he wasn't unfamiliar with gruesome, so he wasn't like really squeamish. Okay. But he was saying, um, what he saw on that screen was not like those events at all. It's way dark and way gloomy. I guess. Um, he just like they keep talking about the. The movie, like in one instance, he saw a large man break the legs of a woman who could have easily been in her 80s before he hosted her over the shoulders and carried her off to the blackness of the pond. Um, so like even the elderly were getting pushed in and children were getting pushed in. So just very dark. Um, 
the dark liquid of the pool fell from his eyelids and ran down his cheek. So they're talking about. Oh, they're talking about Ronnie. Yeah. Ronnie emerged from the depths of the ooze and walked out into the land, looking simultaneously younger and almost, and also ageless. The dark liquid of the pool fell from his eyelids and ran down his cheeks like teardrops, and a chillingly warm smile stretched across his freckled face. He spoke to the t terrified little ones in a voice that was, what is his, was his own, and at the same time not. Hello, are you lost? Do you want to go home? He asked. Common sense dictated that he was speaking to the children on the screen, but the angle of the camera made it seem like he was speaking to me directly. And that made my blood run cold. The children's response to it, to his question came in the form of cries and whines. Don't be afraid, little ones. We will all go home soon. Look how she has grown. He said as he turned to the ooze-filled crater with his arm out, outstretched as that, that thing slowly rose out from the pit. Um, basically talk. Okay. Here we go. Uh, through Ronnie, I heard it speak each and every one of its blasphemous names, each more terrible than the last. I heard it speak of its home. And the black void beyond the stars, where all light goes to die, goes to death, of the ardent apathy of God, and the complete meaningless of my own existence. At that point, I lost conscious awareness that I was just watching a movie, and I heard myself scream. Panic set in, and I clawed frantically in the truck's door, only to find that Caleb had locked it. In the same instant that I realized this. I felt his hand on my shoulder, and I whooped around to see a s serene, peaceful look on his face that the black tears fell down his cheeks. It it's alright, brother. We are lost no more. It's time to go home. He said in that voice that was not his own. As he wrapped his hands around my neck, I struggled against his grip, but could not break free. Through the haziness of the oxygen-derived rain, I could see Caleb's skin began to bubble and blister as if it, as if it has been exposed to the unimaginable high temperature before I saw my brother erupt into blue frames, all while keeping the same serene expression on his face as he began to burn away. Out of sheer strength brought on, on by moral terror, I threw him off me, busted the passenger window with my elbow, and scrambled out and away from the Silverado. Just as the entire thing bursted into flames, I, I then looked on in horror as my brother burned away into nothingness, so that not even a body remained, just a burned-out husk of a vehicle and an empty feeling of despair. The unnatural storm of ashes, ashes that had dogged us throughout his little fade journey has whipped up to be unbelievable speeds at this point. Pelted my skin and singing and stinging my eyes through, I hardly noticed it. In truth, I felt that I was going to die, and I was okay with it. I didn't want to be in that awful place anymore. I laid on the cold asphalt and growled, waiting for my, my death's embrace, 
only find myself in an unfamiliar hospital bed. When I next opened my eyes over the next several days, I would learn that I had been found unconscious on the side of a highway by a passing trucker who had in who had called the police and they took him took me to the hospital. So yeah, he woke up in a hospital, his parents asked, you know, the most important question, where's his brother? And he had no answers. Nobody believed him. And ah, uh, no. Well, I don't think that's a true story. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Um, at the very end, he says, "There is no happy ending to my story. Only a plea that you cherish those who you love, because you would never know <laughs> when they will be gone from the world forever." And warning that you, that if you ever find yourself in Pompeii, Indiana, for the love of God, stay away from the theater. Stay away from the late night creature feature. Uh, oh, like kind of creepy, isn't it? Yeah, just a bit. I mean, it reminded me of the the blob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. Mm, that was I don't know. I, they gave. I know. He gave real places of Indiana. Oh yeah, and I mean two and a half hours south of Indianapolis. I mean that person know. basically anywhere. But yeah, but someone could write a story. Right. I'm just saying. I mean, the, he, uh, what they say. That's fucking weird. Um, yeah, I didn't like that one. Yeah, like, um, like a detective came and he just like, he told a the detective detective all he knew, but of course nobody's gonna believe him, and just word got around that he killed his own brother. Hmm. I would have to do some digging on that one. Over drugs, because the parents found the drugs. Yeah. Well, probably they left it on the counter. Hmm. Don't take acid, kids. And do not drive well. Yeah, don't drive well under the influence of anything. Wow. But, dude, I did look up for Pompeii, Indiana. And I did not find anything. I could not find anything. I did find the pizza place. Which is kind of creepy. Uh-huh. I found the place in, Sorry. like, Gary, Indiana. But maybe that was where the pizza place was. I don't know exactly. Hmm. But it's... It's creepy. creepy. It yeah. could be a place. I, it's Indiana. I hope not. We, we don't have places where uh, ash is typically falling out of the sky. Which is weird, because actually Pompeii, you know, like, yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, the volcano. Yeah. Hmm. With ashes falling down. It's weird. It's just. At first I was like, this could be something when it comes to like, some people say like almost parallel universes in a way. Mm-hmm. Like there's been stories of people where they've been just like, apparently it's very common in a certain town in is it Lancaster, England, where like some people would be walking down a street, come around a corner. And the next thing they know, for some reason, like, everything they see is just very off and they see people wearing old clothing and and like all the shit and then and then they keep going and they get really fucking confused because nothing looks the same and the the like businesses are different and then a couple of minutes later they keep walking and then they come around another corner and everything's back to normal and it's like they like 
it was almost like a like a void in time just like your mind playing with you yeah that's weird and and shit where it's like for that split second it's like they walked into another dimension and it was 1940 again or some shit and and stuff it's like a what do they call it it's like a time 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 something but yeah where it's just like i don't know that's creepy but that story when i because it's that youtube video and it's just just like hearing the voice behind it could be a place i hope i really hope it's not (sighs) i don't want to believe it no i'm good but do you want to go no there now no, I'm good. I'll go to an abandoned hospital or something. But I don't want to go there. I feel like if I'm going to see freaking Pompeii, Indiana, at some ghost town. No, dude. I'm good. <laughs> nope. I'll stay home. I. No, I don't know. Mm, I'm all right. I'm all right with that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, the, I, don't know, I think a... Riley's finally creeped us out enough. But. <laughs> I, th- I think that's probably where we're going to call it for this week's episode. Um, hopefully you guys were a little creeped out or scared. If you did, be sure to like and subscribe. Tell your friends to listen. Why not, yes. right? Yes. Um, like we said at the start, uh, be sure to go ahead and watch the live stream here this Friday. Um, also, I know this is at the end of the podcast, so this is a terrible time for me to necessarily promote this. Um technically should be live tonight i'm gonna finish it here soon but i want to do another charity fundraiser for um for charity water if you guys have been subscribed for a while i talked about it last year i rate i was able to raise about a thousand dollars um in the month of november i'm gonna do it similarly but i think i'm actually gonna extend it to till christmas and basically go from november 1st to christmas day and see how much money we can raise. I would love to hit $2,000. I think that's going to be my goal, considering I was able to do 1000 last year with a little bit of an extended time and everything. Hopefully um, hopefully we can hit $2,000 and, and be able to provide um, for clean water for, for people. Mm-hmm. It's, it's awesome. I mean, I've donated to them myself for three years now. So, I mean, it's, it's a great cause. Yep. So hopefully we can, we can hit that goal. But... I hope you guys did enjoy some sure spooky, creepy, creepy er- areas, areas, um, creepy stories. Yes. And uh, I guess we'll see you guys Friday during the live stream. If yes. not, we'll see you next week. Peace out, everybody. <laughs>